What's up, guys? This is the Triple A podcast. We're back again. We <laughs> no, start again. That was weak. Um, no, what's up, guys? It's Triple A podcast. Um, we're back again. I'm Alonzo. We got Andrew here, and um, yeah, we don't do roadside service. I like we don't the- do roadside service. I like the more hype version of it. Dang. What's you up, guys? It's the Triple H Podcast. <laughs> I'm here. We got Alonzo. We got Andrew. And we don't do roadside service. Don't We don't do roadside service. Let's go. Let's get it. So what, what we got to talk about today, Andrew? Well, we're coming off the, the back of... Uh... UFC fight night last Saturday, and now we're on the cusp of UFC 270, which is a big one. We got the big boys fighting. That's when, true. Well, I guess we'll start off with a uh, fight night last weekend. You had some, you had some uh, notes you said you took, so I want to. Uh, yep. I want to hear your thoughts on it first. I did six yeah, notes. Was, uh, well, obviously the main event was Calvin K versus uh, Chikadze. But yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I just want to note today is January eighteenth. Um, and when is the next fight? Is is it this Saturday? This Saturday, the twenty second. Okay. Yeah. I just want to note the dates and times. Um, so yeah, this is my first uh fight night I ever watched. It's maybe about my third or fourth UFC event that I've ever watched in my entire life. So um. For this one, you know, I wanted to come and prepare for the podcast. I wanted to take some notes down. And um, for the first few months, for the first few fights, I actually took some notes. And after the third fight, um, I kind of just gave up. So um, let's just get into the the first fight that I saw. Um, I don't think this was actually the first fight of the night. But um, the first fight I saw was Bill Algio versus oh, Joe Anderson Burrito. Yeah. That was the that was the fun interview afterwards. Yeah. So um my thoughts on that one. Um Bill Algio, very American. Um, <laughs> um he was extremely cocky. He was um very Republican. Um I noted that night he was um disrespectful. Um he celebrated during the fight. It was very interesting. Uh, he also hated on the judge and was just all around a dick. So, <laughs> those are my thoughts on Bill Algio. I didn't take any thoughts on Brito for some reason. I didn't even know, like, what happened during the fight. I, I know. Think- <laughs> I think you, like, start, it's, it's, I remember you texting me, like, you were starting to watch it, like, during that fight, and you didn't yeah. see And I wasn't really paying, like, full attention to the fights yet at that point, but I saw your text when, like, he was doing the post-fight interview, and I heard him say, I heard him like tell Giga's fans to go home. And then he like brought up like the, the fuck these Joe Biden voters and whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. Like, like I, regardless of like what anyone's political beliefs are, I don't know. Like, I would just feel goofy going out there just to like trash like a whole sector of like people in the country. But, and, and, what I was confused by, and I might have to rewatch it because I missed it, but it sounded like he was 
it sounded like he was telling uh, Giga Chikadze, the guy in the main event that lost, it sounds like he was telling him, like, fuck you for being a Joe Biden voter. But I don't think, and if I misinterpreted, I'll I'll look stupid here, but I don't think Giga can vote in America. I have no idea. Pretty sure he's a Georgian citizen. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, because I remember that because at that point, Mariah had started watching too. And I was like, what is that flag? I don't know what country that is. And she was like, Georgia. And I was like, Georgia. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think he's Georgian. Perhaps um, Bill Algio confused which Georgia he's from and thought it was the state. That's very possible. So he just assumed that he was a Joe Biden voter, perhaps. I forget if Joe, I forget if uh, Joe won that state, but who knows? I think he did win Georgia. Yeah, I think that was like a big one, but the state, yeah, though. not the that... country. <laughs> I don't know. Regardless, I, was... I I do I I didn't again I didn't really pay attention to that fight, but all I saw on Twitter was people trashing him for like being a discount Colby Covington, like not trying to trying to make like the MAGA thing like his whole gimmick, but it sounded like he had a pretty shitty performance, like it wasn't impressive at all. I don't uh, think it was, yeah, I don't think it was, like, an undeniable, like, overwhelming victory or anything. Yeah, so it was kind of just, like, this guy looks goofy talking all this shit for a pretty mediocre performance, but, hey, there there you go. There's UFC Fight Night. What what other notes did you take? For that fight? Well, just in general. For that fight, I had no more notes. Um. I didn't really know anything about like his fighting or I feel like I didn't even see much of the fight, really just the post interview. Um, The fight wasn't really that interesting to me, Um, but I just noted that he was a dick. That was it. Um, I really don't know if he's a good fighter or not. He didn't seem like he was that great. Again, I'm like a novice UFC fighter, but you're a UFC fighter. (laughs) I'm a novice UFC watcher. Um, (laughs) I thought he was like, okay i didn't think he was like super great or anything but i guess we'll see i follow i also during the event i was following people on instagram like the people that were fighting so that i can actually like keep up with the people i imagine like if someone's fighting in fight night like they're trying to become like a star right see okay so that's like a kind of like that's kind of like a big topic that a lot of people argue about is like the UFC is technically a promotion. So like they say like, Oh, the UFC should do more to promote the fighters into stars. But, um, okay. the, the stars themselves, hey. on the other, a lot of people, a lot of people feel like the UFC fighters themselves should promote themselves more like, like a Conor McGregor type situation and like build themselves up. And I, okay. I don't know why I sit on that, but, uh, I will say a lot of them kind of suck at promoting themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like they they do post on like Instagram that they're fighting, but like a lot of them won't post until like the day they're fighting. They like won't give you a heads up at all. They'll just be like, "Hey guys, I'm fighting tonight." Like they won't mention their opponent. They won't do any of that. Yeah, so it's it's all it's all over the place with that. Okay, so UFC doesn't uh they don't really promote. They'll promote the event, but not necessarily, like, the fighters. Like, Bill mm-hmm. Algio, like, he has, like, almost 7,000 followers on Instagram. 
Yeah, well, it depends. I think like the UFC just hand picks people like that they want to promote more, especially if they have a lot of hype around them. So like that's kind of what happened with McGregor when he blew up, but McGregor also did a lot of that on his own. And then what's a good example? Uh, the guy in the main event, Giga Chikadze, like he had a lot of hype coming into this event. And if he had won this fight on Saturday, he'd likely be next in line to fight for the featherweight title. Okay. Like, so they're promoting him a lot. That's the question I do have. Like, how do you, how do they decide who gets to fight for a title? So, like, there's rankings, but they don't really mean shit. Like, you don't have to be number one to fight for the title. Um, it's kind of just who, whoever's in the general vicinity of one to five and has not lost to the champion yet. Okay. You, it's kind of just like you got to put together a series of wins and then, like, you can kind of make a case for yourself to the UFC why you should be in a championship fight or why you should get a mo- big money fight or s- something along those lines. Sam, Sam, Sam. Okay, then. Um, let's see the next fight I watch. Um, let's see. We got Dakota Bush versus Vyakslev Borshlev. Yeah. I tried my best. Um, Vyakslev Borshlev. Vyakslev Borshlev. I do have some... I have a... <laughs> I have a couple notes for this one, not a ton. Um, I just said uh, these notes are kind of negligible at this point. Um, Borsch turned the fight around really fast and hit him hard in the gut. Do do with that what you will. Um, (laughs) He was down after that. All right. Then he was hammering his head and did it. Okay. Yes. This is the one where. Borschlev won, right? He's the one that was yeah. dancing. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Like, Borsch, I feel like in the beginning of the fight, he was taking more hits. Like, he was getting hit pretty good. And then all of a sudden, he kind of turned the, the, the fight around. And then he started hammering him in the head. And then he just started dancing after that. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Like, um, yeah. So, he... He was the – it was kind of like what I was telling you in, in one of my texts I sent you that night. It was kind of like an underwhelming fight card because there was just kind of a lot of fights that went to decision. Um, yeah. But he got he, – he gets to say now that he got the first finish uh, of 2022. Um, and on top of that, it's not like your typical, like, oh, he got punched in the head and got knocked out cold. He fucking knocked a – he knocked the guy out by punching him in the gut, which is, I feel like more impressive that you got to have enough power to like, really like take someone out that right. way. Um, so that was just kind of like crazy to me, but, and then on top of it, yeah, he's a, he's a good dancer. Yeah. Those were impressive dance moves there. He was doing, he was like hopping like a frog, like making his legs go side. It was interesting. <laughs> um, that fight was, that fight was more interesting than the one before that for sure. Um, and the dancing was great as well. So, I think it was yeah. Good well, it also lasted a whole two and two and a half rounds less than Bill Algio's fight. That's fair. So yeah, it was a uh, it was fun. And then um, there was the women's fight between uh, Chukagian and Jennifer Maya. 
I was into that one too. So before that one started, I looked them both up on Instagram. And then which one is it? I found out that Catlin has a podcast as well. Yeah. Our podcast is better than yours, Catlin. So then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I found out that she um she has a podcast where she talks about like real estate and like being a UFC fighter and that she also likes pizza. Those are the things I learned from her Instagram page. Um I'm impressed you did this research. I know. But um just some notes I took for that fight. Maya was shorter than Catlin by like four inches. Yeah. But, like, to me, it seemed like Maya was, like, stronger and faster than Catelyn still. But, like, Catelyn just had, like, a really good length on her. And, like, there were just many times where I felt like Maya was getting close into uh, into Cat, And then, like, she was hitting her heart. And then Catelyn would just, like, hit her from far away with, like, her legs. Just, like, a long stretch kick. And then Maya's just like, ah, like, Jesus, you're so lengthy compared to me. It's, like, hard to get close to her. So that's what I got. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a, in, like, it was like a fun fight, but like it was kind of frustrating at the same time because it, it did feel like Maya could have like finished it possibly, but she just really, she would just have trouble getting in there. And then like she got yeah. stunned and then held back. Um, so that was kind of a, kind of a, mixed fight but Chukagian's the one that I was telling you about got exposed last year for like watching porn oh yeah um and there's a lot of memes about it too because I believe she was specifically liking it was either interracial or just specifically black porn um and there's a lot of memes about it because (laughs) I'm pretty sure she's married to a white dude so Everyone was joking that like she's just dreaming about like all this black porn and interracial porn, and she just wakes up to her white husband. That's fair. Oh yeah, and then speaking of husbands, Maya's husband was very interesting looking to me. He's just really intense. He looked like he should be in the UFC. What was his name? I don't know his name. To be honest. He's just this this big white man with tattoos, just extremely intimidating looking. And I was like, he should be fighting, but I guess he's like maybe her trainer or something. I have no idea. But um, what are the notes I put? Yeah, Maya was doing a good job getting close and landing jabs to the face. She was landing some good kicks, but Kat just had the the length advantage. She's just kicking Maya back the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Maya broke free from Kat's grapple and repositioned herself a, a few times. It, yeah, it was also hard for Maya to like grapple Kat too. Like she just, it just seemed like she just had like T Rex arms the whole time. Like it was just so hard for her to, <laughs> to do anything. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> you made a you made a joke. I fucking I made that exact same joke. But thanks for copying me. But when did you uh, when did you make that joke? Well, I made okay. Well, you didn't hear me. I was watching it, but then also oh. in, my, in my in my new YouTube video, I made that joke about Tyron. <laughs> Put the so, link to the YouTube. I'll put the link to the YouTube video in the description. Thanks, buddy. It's uh, Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul three. Um, but yeah, 
uh, Catelyn also with that win though, I if I remember the stat correctly, she became the first fighter to have I think it was ten wins in the UFC, none of which have been finishes. They've all gone to decision. Is that a good or bad? That's a bad stat, isn't it? Or no? Um, well, considering a lot of like, well, that's the other thing. The when you were asking about the promotion and like how they choose people, uh, typically, like specifically with Dana White, the president of the UFC, he really likes guys that like go for finishes. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a depending on how you look at it thing because some people will say, "Oh, she's getting she's getting the wins. That's like all that matters, really." But um, other people will say it's kind of lame that she can't finish anyone. Yeah. So it really just depends how you look at it. To me, I feel like I'd be a little embarrassed about having that stat, but I'm also like a much larger dude. Like I'd weigh in at heavyweight at this point. So okay, I have no excuse. That's I'm just Because UFC, you're not fat. Um, but UFC is like, it's not base. Because like to me, I thought it was just based on like record before. Like the big fights are like people who just like, are like undefeated or like just have a bunch of wins and like when the when is her ufc record like she has 10 wins in the ufc i think that's what that stat was about not like i think she has more than that but in the ufc she has 10 wins okay because i was wondering if they ever count fights from like different like fighting circles as well like organizations yeah they like they'll acknowledge those but like sometimes if they want to like hype a fighter up more like I keep going back to Giga because he was the main event last Saturday but for instance he had he had <clears throat> I think two losses already going into that fight but since joining the UFC he went 7-0 and so they were like they would say oh he's undefeated since joining the UFC and okay like say stuff like that that's fair and then like the way they pick people is just solely based off of like who is like who who's gonna make the most hype basically like who they sign yeah like are I mean, the people in fight night signed to ufc no everyone in the everyone that's fighting on fight nights is signed to the ufc it's like they sign people basically they go through and there's like a bunch of ways they could do it they could either see you in another organization they they, they do like scouting like other sports do okay. um so you could like kind of be you could come come up on the radar and they could be like hey we want you and sign you uh, a lot of times they'll do that with like cha- you'll get, become a champion of a smaller organization and then they'll be like oh this guy's been like doing good in this other organization we'll sign him to the ufc and see how he does um but then there's a couple other ways there's like uh dana white's contender series which is a show that comes on it i think they do it a couple times a year and it's like 10 weeks in a row where they have like five fights on that card and it's all people who like are potential ufc fighters but like they're not signed they'll fight it out and depending on how they perform dana white will sign them right there on the show or uh let them know that like they can come back in the future and try again and it's kind of like a like a tryout and then there's the then there's the like reality show the ultimate fighter where it's it's like every other reality show where it's a bunch of people that move into a house together and uh, they kind of fight in a tournament, and the person who wins that tournament, well, it's it's the person who wins for sure, 
gets like signed to the UFC with a six figure contract usually, but uh, the people who come in like second and third in the tournament usually get like a, like a chance on like a smaller UFC card or in a smaller slot. Okay. So that's the gist of how people get into the sport or into the organization. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That clears it up for me a little bit. Cause I'm, cause like when I look at, when I was like looking at the other, the people's like accounts and stuff, they would have like records for like 13 KOs and blah, 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 yeah. whatever it is. And, to five years in this organization or whatever and i'm just like what are these i don't know what those are yeah yeah that's how they'll do it um but then the next fight was actually really 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 fun that uh i don't know if you took any notes on it the brandon yeah i didn't take any notes on it but it was good yeah that one was a lot of fun um it was it was weird because I didn't know who I was. I didn't like have a favorite going into it, so I kind of was starting to root for Hogerio, but then it was just like crazy. Like they were just fighting at a crazy pace the whole time. Which point, Roger uh, Brandon won that one, right? Yeah, he and there was also that controversy. I don't know if you heard them talking about. It. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking. I about think that. it was in the third round. Brandon had. Yeah, he had him in, like, an arm bar, and it looked like he tapped, and people were, like, arguing whether or not he tapped. Do you think he tapped? I thought he tapped. Because I remember the fight now because of that, because um, they were, that was, like, a bloody one. Like, they were going – they were fighting a lot. Uh, they were – was that the one they were bleeding a lot? They were, I feel like they were bleeding a lot in that one and the last one. But, um, yeah, he had them. Definitely the last one. <laughs> he had him in an arm bar. Um. I think that who was on the ground? I think the guy that that was that was submitting the other person was on the ground, and the other guy was standing up, and like he was like tapping the arm, like he was started like tapping, but like the ref didn't um didn't do it, and then like he ended up getting out of the hold. Yeah, well, so the camera angle that they had on the like live shot looked made it like look worse too. I think it looked like he was starting to tap, so like people assumed he tapped more, but I think he only tapped once, and what it, what a lot of people seem to agree on is that it looked like he was about to tap, and then like at the last second realized, oh wait, he can get out of this hold, so he like okay. cut it off at the last second, and was just kind of hoping the ref didn't like pick up on it, and he got lucky there. But I still think it's good that uh, Brandon won because I I do think that that was pretty much a tap, um, and he was also not necessarily like doing the most damage, but I feel like he just did more than the other guy. I agree too. I think that like, I thought it was a really good fight, but I did, I did think that Brandon deserved to win that based off of like the like phantom tap and just the Mm -hmm. fact that he won in the end. I felt satisfying to me. (laughs) The fact that he won, I felt he deserved to win. Yeah, exactly. It was just satisfying. Yeah. And then there's that heavyweight fight that did you that was like the was that event. Sherman and Collier? Yeah, did you? Even I didn't. I didn't that? see any of that one. <laughs> I, I went to the bathroom or something. Yeah, that one was really fast. Um, I don't really have anything to say about that other than Collier. <laughs> did, did you see how big of a guy he was? Mm-mm. Oh, you didn't. Even I can see look him. him up. 
he's a huge guy, but you can you can look him up. Um, he's a heavyweight now, really big at heavyweight, like weighed in at 264 or something. And he used to fight at middleweight, which is 185 pounds. Okay. And the way he used to look compared to now is just like crazy. His account, he does not use his Instagram account. He has one picture. But I can see yeah. how gigantic he is compared to the three women next to him. I can see that he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't know how many fighters actively use Instagram. I mostly like keep up with people that I like on Twitter. Yeah, I need to start going on Twitter, too. Do they say stupid stuff? Some of them do. A lot of them, like, will talk shit, but um, it's mostly – it's easier just to get, like, MMA news on Twitter. Okay. I, I've noticed, like, when it comes to getting news on Instagram about, like, fights, upcoming fights, or, like, changes to fight cards and everything, you'll get the news on Instagram, like, two days later. Okay. So, so I should have it on Twitter then. But you said it was just, like, a quick fight. And who won the fight? Uh, Jake Collier did. I the two of them looked like they shouldn't have been fighting. They looked like they were different weight classes. <laughs> I like Collier weighed in again, like I said, two sixty four, and then Chase Sherman weighed in. I think at like two hundred thirty pounds. Like so, like a thirty pound difference between these two guys. Okay. Crazy. Are they? And you said it was their rank is. Are they in the same heavy? Are they in the same rank as um the main event this Saturday? Yeah, well, they're in the same weight class. They're not. They're not ranked. Okay. I, or are they? I don't think they're ranked. But well, that's what I meant. Like the weight class. Yeah, the weight class. They're in the same weight class. But so I've, that's a that's kind of something I've noticed a lot with the heavyweight division is like you'll get a lot of people, like the the two guys that are fighting on Saturday, uh, Francis and Ganu and Cyril Gan. You'll get people like them who are just like these huge freaks of nature that look like jacked. They like they've been jacked, like they hit puberty twice or something, and like they just never stop growing muscle. Um, and they look like they should be actual heavyweights. And then you'll get people who are like kind of like a little bit under them in the rankings, and they're like six foot tall, and they could easily weigh 190 pounds if they try to, but they're just fat. <laughs> That's like the two yeah. that are in the heavyweight division. And um, it, it's not necessarily bad. Like, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's like bad that like there's guys there that are like smaller and just chunkier, but it does, it does genuinely make me mad when like, I see like a big fat guy and like, I, I'm not a fighter, so I, I obviously can't be talking shit, but I hate when I see like a large dude who could be fighting at lightweight coming out at like 260 pounds and he uses all of his energy in the first 30 seconds. And then he just tired the rest of the fight. I like, that's so, I hate that so much. That's fair. He's like a, like a lineman. Like a what? Like, a off, like an offensive lineman. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I get that too. Like I, I that doesn't sound fun to watch. Like if you're in a heavyweight division, but, like, you're saying, like, like with the main event next week, like, I imagine, like, both of those dudes, like, I saw, like, pictures of them. Like, they're, like, extremely muscular. And, like, yeah, they're, 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 like they're just, like, big. Like, they're just, like, tall, big. And, like, I assume they're also, like, fast and have stamina, too. 
Well, kind of. <laughs> so well, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> they're big and tall. That they got. They're like six foot four, six foot five, around that. And okay. like they they do have stamina, but they, I mean, obviously, it still is going to take a lot to to fucking move all that muscle and throw punches. But um, it is just frustrating when you see like just super large dudes do this, and you're like how are you not how are you not like embarrassed like would you not want to just like cut the weight make yeah. it a weight class and have more stamina yeah i agree too like i like i don't want to see just like i don't want to see someone just lose their breath within like the first 30 seconds and there's like there is exceptions to that there's like guys that fight that are just like fat guys but like they have stamina and they like can put up a fight for three rounds but the majority of them that are like in the top 15 like closer to like the bottom part of the top 15 uh if they're larger dudes like that i feel like they they have the habit of just like gassing out so easy but yeah that that fight happened really quick and then by the time he got back from the bathroom uh it was the main event so what do you think of that one the bloodbath when i (laughs) it was a bloodbath when i got out um of the bathroom they were just walking out uh Qatar or Cater and Jakad say um that fight was definitely the most entertaining fight of the night uh I didn't know which way it was really gonna go until I feel like like the maybe like half maybe like towards the end of the second round and the third round I figured I thought that Cater would win but for the most part I didn't know who would win and it was extremely bloody and violent and um I feel like it was pretty fast paced the whole time too. So it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's, there's a, there was a lot of like drama going into it. Like if you followed a lot of it beforehand um, during fight week, and I'm assuming you don't know all about that. So no. like, I'll explain some of that to you. So they're fighting at featherweight, which is like 145 pounds. Okay. The, current, the current champ of that weight class is Alexander Volkanovsky. Okay. And he had a fight scheduled for April, I believe. And a few, like last week, it was announced that the guy he was fighting had a, had a pullout because of an injury. Um, and Cater and Chikadze are pretty high in the rankings. So um, a lot of people were thinking like, oh, maybe they'll wait till the winner of this one. And then one of these guys will go fight him in April. But um they they already announced that there's a replacement for that guy and they're they're already putting that fight together and it's neither of these two but during the during the fight week of this week a lot of people were talking about oh giga giga should be the one he's seven and oh in the ufc like he's he's on a seven fight unbeaten streak and he's like been so dominant like he should be getting the title shot automatically and giga's been tweeting like weird stuff like uh giga was telling him like oh, yeah, like you're taking the easy way out, taking this other replacement fight. You should just wait for me after I crush this guy on Saturday. And he was basically <laughs> the entire week, he, he's like ignoring Cater the entire week and acting like he was going to like run through him easily. Okay. So seeing him get shut down for five rounds straight was absolutely beautiful. I forgot there was five rounds to it too. Mm-hmm. In the main event. And Giga's whole thing is like throwing kicks and everything. And it, and I don't know if you noticed, but 
after that first round when he got put on the ground, he barely threw kicks after that. Yeah, I don't remember much kicking. The the thing I remember most are the spinning elbows. <laughs> he landed those so many times. I was like, oh, by God, another elbow. <laughs> There's just so many elbows in that fight. I was like, I've never seen this before. I know. I'm amazed. He. I'm amazed Giga didn't go down or, like, get – get finished honestly because he took some hard hits so that yeah. was kind of impressive but i was i was a little annoyed though because like right at the end it looked like he was about to go out and like get finished but got saved by the bell there at the end um but it is just funny now because it makes him look goofy that he was talking shit all week about how he should be an entitled shot and he got shut down that bad um and later or the next day or something he went live on facebook to talk about everything and he uh, he posted a picture with Cater afterwards, like kind of sh- like they were showing each other respect. Yeah. But then he went live on Facebook, and I don't know if he was on pain meds or something, and he was talking out of his ass. But he started saying some stupid shit, and I don't know, I don't know if he's gonna take the loss too well because he was like, "Oh, nine out of ten times I would beat this guy, and this just happened to be that tenth time that I lost." And he was. <laughs> It's it's when it's when people say shit like that. I don't know how well they are able to take a loss. Yeah, honestly, see now he's not. See now he's not undefeated in UFC. So like now I'm interested to see. So is is Cater gonna fight um the winner of the replacement and that other guy? No, or I don't know. I guess it just depends on how everything goes with that, but. Right now, Cater, a lot of people are talking about him fighting like the number two or number three ranked guy in the division. I think Cater's ranked number four right now or five. Um, so a, a couple of guys that they're talking about are Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. I know you don't recognize those names, but they're no. both coming off of uh, big fights in the division as well. So Brian Ortega is just coming off of a title loss and Yair's coming off a loss to a Max Holloway, who's the number one contender. He's the guy that had to pull out in the in the trilogy fight here, but with uh, the champion. But a lot of people were underestimating Cater this week, too, because last year, right around this time, I think it was a couple days ago, it was an exact year from the day, but he, Calvin Cater fought this other guy, Max Holloway, and he, he got his ass absolutely blasted the whole five rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Max landed, I think, like upwards of 500 strikes on him or something. Like he set a lot of records that night for number of significant strikes thrown and landed. I think he holds them both now. Jesus. So like Max Holloway already held those records or something, and then he broke his own records on Calvin Cater. Dang. Um, so that's that's partially why a lot of people were underestimating him going into this fight because it's been like a whole year since then, and they're like oh, he's going to be rusty, ring rust. He's going to be scared to throw shots. And Cater really said, no, I'm just going to throw elbows, though. <laughs> like, he was doing that a lot. And they were landing. And I was just like, hmm. interesting I know, fighting I was, style. I was like, Giga kept walking into them. I'm like, I'd be scared <laughs> to go forward. Like, oh, watch out. He just turned to a Beyblade in the ring. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good fight, though. Um, it, it sucks that it was, like, the first main event of the year because everyone's joking now, like, fight of the year. It's fight of the year. 2022 fight of the year. Um, 
and like if it happened like in December, for instance, I, it probably would be like considered like fight of the year or like close to it. But just because it's recency bias, it's gonna wear off in like a couple weeks, and everyone's gonna forget about it. Yeah, most part. But it was really good. But the big thing is obviously next week with the uh, the title fights. So I don't know. I don't know if you heard the tragic news. No. Greg Hardy's out of his fight next weekend. Greg Hardy? Yeah. Like the guy that used to play in the NFL? Yeah. He was fighting this week? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. I feel like you told me yeah, that. Yeah, I was still... Like yeah, when you so. were over when you were over last time, I uh, I mentioned it to you. Maybe the maybe the tequila shots got to you that night, but maybe. yeah, Greg Hardy was scheduled to fight, but he just pulled out the other day because he got a boo boo on his finger or something. I don't, I didn't really uh-huh. I didn't really see what his injury was, but um, so that fight fell through. But the the two big fights that night are. Obviously, Nganu versus Gone. And then, right. uh, have you seen anything about Brandon Moreno or Davis and Figueredo? Nope. I, you said Figueredo? Figueredo. Oh, Figueredo. No, I don't know. Yeah. So, they, they're, it's, they're fighting for the third time. This is like a trilogy fight between the two of them. Okay. Uh, I sent you the first fight if you want to watch it sometime, just because like it is – a really, really good fight, but uh, the first time they fought, it ended in a draw. Like, Figueredo was the champion, and it ended in a draw because it was just that close to judge, and Figueredo got a point deducted from him for, like, a cup shot or something. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so then they rematched last year, <clears throat> I think in, like, June or something, and Moreno, Brandon Moreno, wiped the floor with him and, like, choked him out in, like, the third round or something. So he won the championship that off that fight, and now they're rematching again. And I don't know who's going to win or who, who's more likely to win, but um, if Figueredo hypothetically does win, now I'm curious if they're going to make a fourth fight. When is this? Is there no one else in the division for them to fight? <laughs> like why, my question was just, like, why have they fought three times? Well, the first time, like I said, it was a draw, and they were like, okay. oh, we need, do, we need to do an immediate rematch because it was just such a good fight, and it was so close. So then they did the rematch. The challenger wiped the floor with the champion and won it easily. So uh, a lot of people were expecting him to go on and fight someone else, but then they just made this fight. I'm not too sure why. I guess it's just because they're kind of considered the two most like entertaining guys in the division right now. Okay. So, and there's a couple other guys that need, need like other, they're scheduled to fight, like the contenders are scheduled to fight each other. So there's not really anyone like currently available. Is this like a, is this just like a heavyweight card? No, 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 no. So every fight is a different weight class. Um, These guys, Figueredo and Moreno, they're flyweights. They only weigh 125 pounds. Okay. So these are very small boys, but they're very dangerous boys. And um, they're, they would still tear me in half. It's, it's kind of scary. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be a fun fight. But the main one, I want to get your prediction for the main fight between the okay. two big boys. 
So all I know about them is that that trailer that you sent me that I saw. Um, so we got the guy who punches the hardest in the world or something. And then yeah. and we got the guy who was he trained with him. Is that their connection? They trained together, yeah, for okay. Period. So hmm. I'm gonna go with uh I think I'm gonna go with the upset. I think I think the I don't know if it's an upset or not. The uh the other guy, the guy who doesn't punch the hardest, the 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 uh, whatever his Go name ahead. is. Yeah, I'm going with him. His name's Zero Gone. You can remember it pretty easily because Zero it sounds gonna win. It sounds like Serial Gone. Serial Gone. Fuck yeah. Gone. <laughs> oh no! All the cereals gone. Uh, yeah, you cereal. I'm going with cereal. Um, just based off of absolutely nothing. I don't know anything about either fighter. Again, I'm just a novice watcher. I'm going to learn as I go. But uh, I think Serio has a good, like, which one of them left their original camp and started their own thing? So Francis was the one that was training in France, and he left to come train in America. Okay. So, like, Serio is, like, Francis is like Sasuke and Sirio is like Naruto. Like, like Francis, Francis left the country oh. to, <laughs> to get stronger. Francis. Francis left the country to get stronger. And Sirio is like the Naruto. Like he went to train, continue his training with Jiraiya to bring Francis back to France. So I think Sirio is going to win. Interesting. So now I got to ask, is it going to be by like a finish? Is it going to be a decision? I think and what? Hmm, I'm trying to speculate. I'm thinking in my mind. I'm predicting it. Um, <laughs> I think um, my prediction is that Syria wins by a submission. Submission. Interesting. Syria by submission. What round? A, ch- a chokehold. What round? Fourth round. Fourth round. Okay. <laughs> Fourth round. Oh, uh, where's a notepad? I want to write that down. <laughs> I'm just how far that. off I am. <laughs> I'm just no. I mean, like that's very real. I'll explain it. <laughs> but so serial fourth round submission. Fourth round choke specifically. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. I, I don't know who who has more of a chance. Basically, Cyril doesn't have like the power that Francis has. Francis obviously has like some world record for the hardest punch. And he can obviously so at any point during the fight, he can change the course of it really quick. But yeah. Cyril is like crazy technical he's like one of the most technical guys people have seen in heavyweight like ever um he's just like very methodical with his movement and everything and like he doesn't hit the hardest but he can avoid getting hit pretty well and has like a crazy variety of strikes and like finishes and everything that he has at his disposal um he's good on the ground too francis is I don't know how he is on the ground, honestly, because he mostly just punches. So okay. I don't see 
I don't see him fight too much on the ground. But the big the big thing to me is that Cyril has been proven in the in his like last not his last fight, but his last two before that. He's proven like he's got five round cardio. He can fight all night at the same pace. But Francis, he seems like he tends to gas after a couple rounds, and a lot of his power drops off after that because he is like technically bigger than gone and uh takes more takes more oxygen to you know throw those right. but it just really depends if francis paces himself or not if he paces himself and doesn't like rush to try to knock him out he can probably hold on to that power through the whole five rounds but I don't know. Like, if you're looking at it objectively, like, you would think Cyril should win because he has more ways to win and he's, like, way more technical. But, again, it just comes down to if Francis connects clean enough, he it could really just throw that – I'll throw – I can't I can't think of the saying right now, but shit will hit the – Yeah. So, like, Francis is just, like – he just has, like, the destructive power – like, he's just, like, an explosive person, but, like, his cardio is low. And then Sirio, I assume he's – is Sirio has strength? Does he knock people out ever? He, like, he can knock you out, but usually he doesn't have, like, one-punch power like Francis does. Okay. So Sirio's more, like you said, like, technical. He's probably better at grappling and stuff, and he has more cardio. Yeah. Francis has, like, a couple submission wins, but – since being in the UFC, he's pretty much slowly just like blazed his way through with the with the power. Okay, so yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with my prediction for Sirio. I think Sirio's gonna he's gonna dance around. He's gonna take he might take a couple shots in the beginning. I don't think he's gonna get knocked out. He's gonna he's gonna avoid him. He's trying to tire him out, and then like maybe like late fourth round, early fifth round, he's gonna catch him slipping. He's gonna grapple him, and then he's gonna he's gonna make him submit. So I think. Interesting. So I can definitely like that. Like that's honestly a pretty like realistic prediction. I feel like I could a hundred percent see that happening, especially if Francis does get tired out because I, I don't think Francis has been to the fourth round in a long time. His really? last, yeah. Cause his, most of his fights end in the first round. I think between oh. I think between something like 2018 or 2019 and 2020, going into Francis's title fight, he had in the last couple of years, like a combined total ring time, like time that he spent in the octagon of like two minutes and 32 seconds or something. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to fight this. <laughs> but that's the, thing. Well, that's the thing, though, is that like all those people he's fought, like haven't been as technical as surreal the guy francis beat for the championship stipe i don't know if you've heard the name at all he's like he's out of cleveland but stipe is considered like the greatest heavyweight of all time in the ufc and he could only go i think two rounds with with uh francis this time he a couple years ago he beat francis like pretty bad for like five rounds took him down and like wrestled him for five rounds and completely dominated it. But in the rematch, Stipe is just old at this point. He was fighting Francis while he was 38 and also 30 pounds lighter because heavyweight has like a big range of weight that you could weigh in at. 
Yeah. So he tried taking Francis down the second time and he was like 30 pounds lighter. It didn't work too well. And Francis just folded him like a lawn chair. It was really bad. But um, obviously Stipe showed that like Francis can be like taken down and beaten like that. So Ciro being younger and much bigger than Stipe, I feel like that just increases his chance of like winning this one. I don't know. We'll see then. I'm interested to see. Um, are there any? Are there any uh, women? Well, wait, wait, wait. What's your prediction for the fight? Oh God! You gotta do one. <laughs> so, a lot of people joke with this. Uh, a lot of people joke about this. Like they're like, "Oh yeah, Cyril is so technical. He absolutely has every every um, technique at his disposal. He could. He's gonna outbox him for five rounds." beat him on the feet, beat him on the ground. With that all being said, Francis by fifth round KO in the last 10 seconds. Um, people will say that shit all the time. I really don't know, though, so... <sighs> I'm going to say... Because the, the shitty part is, too, I really like both these guys. They're both, like, really cool dudes. And um, I don't want to see either of them lose. But... I, I just feel like the way it's going, Cyril's going to win. But just because you picked him, I'm going to pick Francis. Okay. But <laughs> if, if it is Francis, I don't see it going very long. So I'm going to go by Francis by a knockout in the second round again. Okay. And I'll write it down too so we can compare. I hope I'm wrong, honestly. I, I hope it goes much longer than that. But who knows? Over those two, I don't want to just go second round. So, I mean, so like if so, Francis is the one that's like like going through people in the division in the that he did in the weight class, right? What so, do you mean? like, like he's a like, are they both like beating a bunch of people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, okay, Francis beat a bunch of people and then won the title last March. Okay, and since then, he hasn't fought Cyril has been more active recently and he last fought last August. So okay. since then they've both been out just like waiting for this fight to happen. Okay. Um so do you think that there would just be a rematch if after this fight? Or like who would they go on to fight if they it really depends. So um it really just depends on how it, how the fight plays out like if zero wins somehow but it's like close then like they might do a rematch but if either one shuts out the other one like and it's completely like a complete blowout i don't think there'll be a rematch at all obviously if francis wins i don't think there's going to be a rematch right away at least because champions don't typically rematch contenders unless like the figueredo and moreno situation where like it was like a draw okay. uh so it really just depends. But the only way I see a rematch happening is if it is, like, so fucking close that it's hard to call. I'll be, I'll be anticipating that fight Saturday, man. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, Are there any uh, women on the card? Um... I'm sure there are uh, somewhere. Ugh. They got in the, the woman card. What happened to 
Who's the one that Nunez? Is that the one that was like really good? Yeah. That she well, like lost surprisingly. Yeah. So well, Nunez just announced the other day that she's leaving her gym and she's gonna be starting her own team. Okay. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I guess you'll find out. A lot of people say it's a bad thing though, because when people leave their gyms, it, like it, if they go to start their own team, they're not like they don't have anyone in charge of them, so they're not like holding themselves accountable. Okay. If that makes sense. I don't know. That's a lot of people's opinions on it, but the only women fighting on this card are um, on the early prelims. And I don't know if either of these were canceled. I feel like one of them was canceled, but the only, the only one I recognize is uh, Kay Hansen. She, she comes up on Twitter a lot just because like, I follow a lot of MMA people. And um, she's kind of got like some no- notoriety because she has like an OnlyFans. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people pick on her for it. I'm not exactly sure why in particular, but yeah, I, pretty much any, any fighter that has an OnlyFans gets picked on. I've noticed. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I don't know of any fighters whose OnlyFans I would even buy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's interesting. I'm not sure. But uh, maybe I'll watch that if that one's there. But Her OnlyFans? No, not her OnlyFans. The fights. <laughs> I'm not watching anyone's OnlyFans. Some of the fights. Well, since it's a pay-per-view, the, uh, the, they have early prelims, so they start really early. So just so there's, like, more fights for you to watch, they start at – what time zone are you? I'm Central. So they start at 6 p.m. here, so 5 p.m. where you're at. Okay. 5 p.m. to, like that, – that makes the event, like, what, like six hours? Something like that. The main the main card for you would start at 9 p.m. Then. Okay. So. Good to me. I'll watch some of it. We'll see. We'll see. And then we should record Sunday after the mat after the in the aftermath and talk about it. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Do you want to finish off the episode? Yeah. Um. Thank you, anyone, for um, listening to the AAA podcast. This is our first episode talking about UFC. Um, you didn't post the first? I need to post that still. It's just sitting on my desktop. It's still there. <laughs> it's there. I'm getting to it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, look out for, I guess, that one was, I have it marked. It was Jake Paul and Nunez that fought. What? No, that doesn't make any sense. We talked about Jake Paul's fight and Nunez's fight okay, yeah. and that so, one. This this will get a lot more. We'll get a lot more in the groove of things once you like once you've watched a few. Yeah. So yeah. Um thank you anyone for listening. Um, do you have any closing thoughts, Andrew? Um go check out Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 3 on my YouTube channel. It's a great <laughs> fight. Who knows who wins? Jake Paul makes his MMA debut. It's a great time. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens this weekend. And 
I feel bad for the guy in Jackass that gets punched by Francis. He was not expecting. I saw the trailer when I went to see Scream, um, and I recognized Francis when he walked out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I feel like that would be very painful. Yeah, I don't think he can have kids. Like I don't. I just don't see the the possibility. But who knows? So yeah, that's that's about it for me. Okay. Um, this has been the AAA podcast. Um, Alonzo, this is Andrew, and service. We don't provide roadside service. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you. Yep. See you.